We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to a crossover edition of the Road of His Overtime Podcast with the Road of His Basketball Podcast. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I'm joined today by my co-host of Road of His Overtime, Sean Siegel. I'm also joined by Zachary Kruger, a co-host of the Basketball Podcast. You can check out Zach up on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. If you have already listened to part one of this draft, we have seven rounds in the books. You can click pause here if you want to go back and check the first seven rounds, or if you have heard them. You can motor on through here. So far, interesting build. What will we do at tight end? What will we do at quarterback? How are things going to play out as we run from the seventh round onwards? We have just made our seventh round pick. So we're going to be moving forward from there. We'll be talking through our thoughts on what we're going to do in the eighth round and beyond. Start to see what strategy comes into clear focus and see if you would make the same decisions, if you would do different decisions. We'll find out all that as we get back on the clock. This is a team that we are co-drafting in the FFPC Never Too Early Best Ball Tournament. If you're interested in joining in, this type of tournament runs through the NFL Draft. It is $125 to enter, but it's also $25,000 for first place. So if you're interested, head on over to the FFPC, claim yourself a draft spot in an upcoming draft. I did mention this on show one, but this here draft was recorded at 2 a.m. my time. So late, late start for me, the latest on record i don't know if i'll ever break that i might i might co-match it and, and do another 9 p.m eastern time uh, if you're new to the show i am uh, based in ireland so uh, you know have a quite a bit of a time difference and um, so it was a fun fun draft it was well worth getting up and drafting hopefully you've enjoyed listening to part one if you've already checked it out if you haven't already done so i mentioned that this is a crossover between the road of his overtime podcast and the road of his best ball podcast last season myself and zachary kruger ran the podcast but basically a, a mini series it started off as up on the road of his radio main podcast feed but then it's uh you know it kind of grew and grew i think we did over 20 episodes a lot of fun was had a lot of good feedback so this year we're up and running with our specific individual feed for best ball content as best ball content continues to get bigger and bigger we will be posting those evergreen episodes as we talk through things like zero rb builds elite tight end builds using the road of his tools up on the website and much much more to uh, set up those rosters to help you have success in 2022 those shows in 2021 were recorded obviously before we had drafted some of our final teams of the year but one of our teams we drafted last i believe it was in june or early july actually went on and finished second in the ffpc one hundred thousand dollar top prize tournament last year we came second 
We did come second, though, to one of the other Rotoviz team in Connor O'Driscoll, and we used all the tips and tricks on the website to help us have that success. So make sure you head on over and click the subscribe button on the Rotoviz Best Ball podcast feed. Help support the podcast network as we continue to grow here in 2022. We always thank you for your support. Brand new podcast feed. Those early subscribes really do help. So head on over, click the subscribe button, and uh, we really do appreciate that. With all that talking done, let's jump straight into it. Let's get into the draft. Let's continue the seventh round. So far through the draft, we have Cup, Lamb, Waddle, Etienne, Brees Hall, Traydon Burks, and Kadarius Tony. So we're setting up uh, you know, pretty unique across the board looking at, at some of the other rosters. There's one other team kind of potentially going in a similar way, but they did take Patrick Mahomes in the, the fourth round. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Pick there, I know it's going to, you know, there's going to be buzz around, but Trey Lance went at the 7.01 before we took Tony. I thought that was uh, a little bit early there, but we'll see how things continue to progress throughout the offseason. But we have eight quarterbacks off the board at this point, unless something happens where we're kind of locked out at some of the other targets that we do have. I think we'll we'll hold off, like Sean mentioned, at the quarterback position. You mentioned getting a little bit squirrely at the the tight end position. The other, the, the probably the, the next option we may be looking at at tight end might be our our old buddy Noah Fant, uh, Mike Isecki is, is there is probably an option as well. Are we hoping, Sean, in the next round that we start to to move towards maybe getting one of those guys, or are we going to are we going to hold off a, a tight end as well? What do you think here, Zach? I, I mean, we know that once you get into this range and you don't have tight ends, then your win rates just plummet. So obviously, we should have taken uh, Darren Waller at the two eleven, but. I think that this kind of sets us up to take some big risks at tight end and hope because one of the things also, and, and this is something we need to continue to emphasize at tight end is that it's more fragile from a construction perspective to having weird things happen and having a guy come out of nowhere and really change the dynamic, at least for one season where, you know, he has a Darren Waller type of, of breakout campaign. I think that's almost what we have to be looking for at this point. Uh, we do like Fant. There are a couple other guys there who are mildly interesting. Obviously, we would have preferred to get Fryer move with him, but a, a much better price. I mean, I, I am feeling like we have to keep taking these wide receiver and running back values because one of the things that we see here is that drafters are finally realizing that they do need to emphasize tight end. They do need to emphasize QB in best ball, especially. And yet, I, just, I don't think those are great values on most of the players now the waller kittle picks those were good but most of these subsequent picks i don't think have been great values yeah i i'm having a hard time with a couple of these picks here i i, I think that you know some of these tight ends who were picked here could end up kind of being more more prisoner of the moment picks like like you know dawson knox like he had a great season this past year with the bills we, we only rate waited like three or four years for that to happen pat fryermuth I think Firemouth could maybe end up turning into value. They got to figure out what the quarterback situation is going to look like there uh, in Pittsburgh, but someone's going to have to be throwing the ball to, to somebody. And I think that Firemouth could actually end up being very good, stretched over the full course of the season. We saw him put up a lot of big games um, with with Ben and the Steelers. I think it particularly started after Juju Smith-Schuster went down uh, with that shoulder injury earlier in the year. So uh, if Juju does not end up coming back to the team, I think that that could potentially lead even more of an opening for Firemuth coming up. Uh, interesting pick just went here was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the seventh round. That was earlier compared to the the draft board we looked at earlier today that Colin had sent us over. So that's kind of an interesting pick. But 
I guess one of the questions I have about a tight end like Noah Fant, who I do think would be perhaps a decent pick here, do we think that he is capable of pulling off that kind of Darren Waller breakout that that you know we we've come to expect and that maybe we're searching for in doing these drafts and when we're when we are looking for tight end value and trying to predict who we think could perhaps go off the way that we need them to, do we think Fan can do that? Because I personally like him a lot here. I would I probably would not hate making him our tight end one if he happened to make it back to us. Love that final uh, couple of words you put in there. If he happened to make it back, because I, I don't, I don't, I don't know very well, but um, I, I would be very positive, Sean, of having Fant there. And then I think you start to look. I, I know our approach usually would be to try and get one of those top guys and then maybe pair them with a Fant. Um, but then we have guys later on like Cole Komet, who I think could be very interesting too. If we can pair a couple of those guys together, um, outside of moving to tight end here, Sean, probably continuing to look at, at wide receiver or running back. Um, is there any other people that are, are piquing your interest that you know if you have your your perfect scenario now that are making it back to us and team 12 have uh, gone back to back quarterback with with Stafford and Rogers so there is some you know unique decisions we made and I think early in the the draft process there will be you know opportunities to take unique stands but um back to back yeah there's, there's some interesting back to back picks happening in, on some of these turns yeah I think that one of the things that's a little bit unfortunate about, about the Traylon Burks pick is there's a possibility that London and Wilson will both get back to us and be more or less equivalent picks at a similar discount to where I think they'll eventually go. I would really like to wait on QB and wait and wait and wait, uh, even though we know, again, we're kind of pointing out here that that's not what the roster construction explorers tell us. And so if you're going to go in a different direction, you want to have a very clear reason to do that. We think that we have one, but at the same time, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson are going to be decent options and Wilson has been very interesting in terms of how he's fallen. I think that part of that fall is justified because he's not the same player or doesn't look to be the same player that he was previously. And yet almost any scenario, whether he stays with Seattle or he moves to a different team, you would expect him to score more points than he did last season and just to return good value at this kind of price. And just as you mentioned that, Sean, uh, Fields did go off the board, but um, Russell Wilson still still in play. Um, we'll see how things start to, to develop here over the next couple of picks. Alan Robinson next off the board. Zach, any other players of uh, interest here for you? Well, the fact that we still have Jalen Hurts hanging around here with you know about about a half round worth of value at this point in time on his ADP, I think he's kind of interesting. But I know Sean said he wants to wait on quarterback for a little bit. We did talk about that uh, you know over email a little bit ago before getting on here. So I'm I'm fine with waiting. But I do think that. Hertz is an interesting value. Robert Woods is also about to make it back to us. Um, we will be picking 95th overall. He's got an early ADP of 74.3, uh, assuming that my math is correct here at, at, at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, so so Robert Woods, I don't know where you guys are at on him, but if we got him at the, the values as they currently sit, is the eighth route Robert Woods something you guys would be interested in here? I think I'd probably lean towards the rookies just with Woods you know age and coming off the injury uh, i don't know with you sean i'd probably lean into you know london or wilson probably at that point it's so tricky for me because i do think that robert woods at this price is a good pick and yet it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't get me excited and uh, you know it yeah. doesn't get you up at 2 a.m in the morning to do drafts exactly and you know when people tell me they get done with their drafts and like oh i just i hate my team it's like How, you hate your team 
draft players you're excited about. And so, you know, that, that for me is a little bit of the deal there. I think that we're going to get, uh, you know, with the rookie wide receivers, very exciting. And then, yeah, the Jalen Hurts is such an obvious pick at this spot. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't want to pass on those those rookie wide receivers, but and we almost have to go Hurts, Fant here, or or Fant Hurts. I think I would go Fant Hurts because Fant is the one that we we want to get, you know, with the tight end position. Can I recommend not doing that only because the other guy ahead of us has two tight ends already? I'd be very surprised if he took Fant. That's a good point. If it doesn't work out, though, this decision will live with you for the rest of your life. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm fine with it if you guys are. That's just something that crossed my mind. Let's do it. No, that's a good point. Uh, I hadn't uh, hadn't checked the, the draft board. And uh, Zach, going back to the the best ball show last year, that was one of our uh, one of our key takeaways. So it is now two thirty eight a.m. here. So I'll, I'll take a, a pass on that one. Yeah, I, I mean he has he has Lance, but but you know this is a time where you could definitely be taking other quarterbacks, and I think hedging that Lance pick with Jalen Hurts probably would have been a pretty decent option for him as well. But he's got two early tight ends. Like if he takes Fan, fine, but I. Wouldn't be my move if I have Waller and Kittle on my lineup. Look, guys, it worked. It worked, guys. That's perfect. Yeah, Zach is <laughs> Zach is going and uh, uh, your old buddy AJ Dillon even helped make it happen uh, going at the nine oh one. So Sean, I think uh, for me it's pretty clear here that we we go Fant. The other thing I was going to mention there in terms of like Hertz being such an interesting option there is he is in your tier uh, four, Sean, in terms of quarterbacks. He's your quarterback eight at the moment. He was somebody we talked about recently on the OT podcast that felt like he could potentially be a tier higher and had the upside of any of the guys you know, going in that in that tier. In terms of the players then in tier five, the only one that hadn't gone was Russell Wilson. We had still Jalen Hurts there on the board. So I think um, going off where, where he has um, at the quarterback 12, I think is... It's a fair value, but I, I think it's um, I think it's a, a very interesting spot, and I, I'm really happy to get Fant in there. And I know Sean, we had many weeks last year where <laughs> we were having our issues with you know Fant and, and a lot of our different lineups across different formats. But um, I think to to get him in round nine um, as kind of a a late option um, is is ideal there for us because there is quite a few guys then when we get into um, some of those you know rounds from 11 through 15 that that we do like at the tight end position so i think i think we could have start to you mentioned the word squirrely earlier i think things could have had to get very very unique but the other thing is that one of those unique targets that we really wanted to get is cole Komet, and uh, he's he's gone off the board now at the 906 so this is the uh, the fun part with you know early uh, projections early adp particularly in these drafts and this draft obviously called the never too early uh, draft it might be the way too early draft uh, in the in the correct terms but we do have a we do have change in adp and, and different um, player takes at this point so it makes it makes it a lot of fun and you know kind of make those decisions and adjust on the fly so we are now one quarterback in one tight end and two wide receivers and f- or sorry five wide receivers and two running backs we are nine picks through you did mention james connor earlier sean he did go with the 903 james connor one of our guys last year um 100 um when we're looking through some of these lineups though at the moment there, there's quite a few he- heavy running back constructions as as we do tend to see um on a on a consistent basis there's there's three double tight end teams and then most teams at this point have a have a quarterback through nine rounds anything standing out for you so far sean with overall draft of how it's played out 
Well, I was uh, hoping to go London Wilson there and then have this team without tight ends or quarterbacks, but they let the values fall to us. We did end up taking them. We'll probably be happy that we did later on, but I, I still really like this build, even though taking the players at that spot means we didn't get all of these running backs that we had talked about, these running backs that we're saying are going to rise precipitously in ADP, and yeah, that's okay, right? We're in a good situation in terms of how the draft has come to us, and Zach, I mean, we've got to be happy to get Hertz and Fant there, and for everybody who listened to the fantastic Stealing Bananas episode with Pete Overzet, Hertz was one of the guys that he recommended as a key quarterback for 2022. So good to be in that situation when we get him there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I like getting Hurts here. I I think it's interesting to see the way that he has, you know, fallen a little bit. Even even just seeing someone like Justin Fields going over him, I think is is interesting. Trey Lance, kind of the same thing. We know that Trey Lance's upside is probably the moon, but I don't know that there's a lot that could separate Hertz and Lance in terms of their ability to produce from a fantasy perspective in large because a lot of the ways that we're going to talk about Trey Lance acquiring his fantasy points are ways that we know Jalen Hurts is and already has acquired his fantasy points after having a full year as a starter for the Eagles. So I think that the biggest question surrounding Hertz is probably is Philadelphia going to go out there and get you know a quarterback to, to perhaps take his job? I don't know why they would. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that even if they did, they'd probably find a way to send him to a team that does need a starter at least and get some value for him after the 2021 season that he did have. So some of the players going before Hurts in this draft, at least, I think are interesting decisions. I was more than happy to get him here. I like that a lot. Um, the only other thing I'd point out real quick that I thought was interesting as we get ready to start round 10 here was where Kenneth Walker went out of, uh, you know, up incoming rookie Kenneth Walker, Michigan State, just went in the 10th round at the 10.01. He went after a couple guys who are probably bona fide backups at this point in time, at least at the start of the season, assuming the players ahead of them are healthy. And I think Kenneth Walker is another one of those guys whose value is going to rise. He's probably going to be a starter somewhere heading into week one. And to see him kind of go after guys like Cordero Patterson, Tony Pollard, James Conner, A.J. Dillon, I think was an interesting pick there. Um, great value for Team 12, um, getting getting Walker where they did at the 10.01. I think uh, my biggest takeaway, I don't know what's standing out much so far to you guys, but we're kind of halfway through round 10 at this point, but we have 17 tight ends off the board, and I know you mentioned Kenneth Walker, but he's running back uh, 36 at that point. It, you know, there's it seems to be a very, very, I know it's tight end premium, but even compared to previous years, feels like a lot of tight ends coming off the board. So I'm, I'm really grateful looking back now as to, getting Fant in that ninth round pick to, to give us that first tight end. Since we took that, there is five more tight ends off the board. Uh, I know, Sean, somebody you like, Derek Carr, he's gone in, in, in the uh, at the 10.06. Alex, Alexander Madison has gone off the board um, since that. But here, Sean, you know, some of the players available to us are Chase Edmonds. We have uh, Cortland Sutton, who's somebody that I've always continued to like. I know we're talking about waiting on... Um, the quarterback position but we also have an option here potentially to, to look towards ryan Tannehill. who are some of the other options or are those guys um piquing your interest at this point yeah i think that we're almost certainly looking at another wide receiver here because the running back value has flipped and is now very poor uh, we, we've got to let our guest make the call on this one the guys who really do stand out zach are Cortland sutton tyler boyd you know, we could go with a rookie. Who, who do you like at this point? 
It's Sutton for me. Um, if 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 you give me a moment, I I can I can tell you why. But it's Sutton for me. I think that there's a good chance that he has a bounce back year 2022 after really just staying healthy in 2021. I had to at one point in time. Give me a moment. I had to do a couple of player bios for um, for a site I was helping write some things up. And as I was looking back through um, some of the production that we had seen from Cortland Sutton. He kind of looked like a player who received, um, you know, some decent volume. He was he was sixth in deep targets last year, which I think is really good, especially, you know, even for a guy like, you know, like like playing with with Teddy Bridgewater, who we know isn't necessarily one of the one of the best deep ball passers in the league. But his deep balls are 10 yards downfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, every, everything that's forward is deep for, deep for Teddy Bridgewater. But uh, but I, I thought that there was a lot of volume numbers that really kind of looked really nice for Sutton. He was healthy. He stayed on the field this year. And I think that it was just kind of a, a, a maybe a case of limited quarterback play that really kept them from being able to capitalize on that volume. So I'm hoping that they can fix the situation. Obviously, I know Colin won't agree with me here, but Aaron Rodgers' rumors going there would be tremendous, I think, for all wide receivers involved in Denver. So I, I like Sutton. I like his volume. I think that the fact that he was healthy this past season is very encouraging. And and, and we got him at like a, like a full-round value just now. So um, I'm, I'm very cool with that. Yeah, and I know I've been adamant recently that I don't think the Denver thing is going to happen. But, you know, that is still something that's been heavily talked about, very heavily talked about. And for him to be going at that spot with the perception um, feels like there's there's too much uh, to, to pass up there. Sean, we're back in the clock at the 11.02. Mentioned Tannehill, Chase Edmonds, Kyrene Williams is there, Rashad White's there. Um, where, where are we going here at 11.02? Well, I don't know that there is is good value anywhere to, to where we have a clear pick. I think that a lot of the QBs in this range are going to be similar to guys who come back around. Uh, the running backs, you know, Chase Edmonds, an interesting selection. He could end up back in a good spot. Uh, the other player here who would be at about ADP and is at a position that we need Irv Smith, Zach, is he somebody you expect to kind of finally break out in this maybe improved Minnesota situation, but also just coming back from the injury? I was going to ask if we wanted Irv Smith, so I'm, I'm fine with going with him here. Um, with five seconds left, so let's go with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got five seconds for me. Let me give you a minute's worth of analysis real quick. But no, I, I, I was, I was going to ask you about him. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you went ahead and spoke up and said, you know, he was he was available on the board, good ADP where we just got him at. I would like to think he would break out. I think that, you know, based on how we were kind of drafting him and treating him this past season, this past season, we were talking about Irv Smith as a potential value and someone who has shown something in years past, um, you know, with, with really the big thing being if you could just get Kyle Rudolph out of the way, then we'd be okay. Um, in the last season when he was healthy, uh, you know, Irv Smith saw de- decent enough volume. He wasn't, you know, great. Again, he had, he had a Kyle Rudolph in the way, but he did give us, five top 12 weeks uh, in terms of fantasy. This is just regular PPR here, but he did give us five top 12 weeks. He was 13th in total touchdowns amongst tight ends in 2020. Uh, we know he has the athleticism. At least we, we, we hope that he does, you know, coming back from an injury uh, that he suffered in 2021. But I do like him. I think that um, he's going to be a good target for Kirk Cousins or whoever may be the quarterback there. Um, good offensive weapons overall in terms of aerial attack with Justin Jefferson. I think uh, Adam Thielen still has something to offer. So, I really like Irv Smith. I think getting him here and, and banking on that bounce back and hopefully a breakout season for him is something that could be, uh, you know, good good play. Um, I liked him last year getting him, so why not run it back this year and hope for a healthier season? 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I think that's good. And, and Sean, looking again, I know I've referenced it a few times with your tears. We talked about the tight ends on OT and you hit them up on Rotoviz, the full list available there, but uh, Herb Smith is in tier six, and you know a lot of the guys in that tier have already gone off the board. So feels like a, a good spot there and a, a good pick as well. Um, when you start to look at it, sometimes it feels like mm, maybe we'll we'll pass on him at this point. But then when you look at the options, when we start to get into you know tier seven and tier eight, and we're we're twenty tight ends deep, Herb <laughs> Smith is a, a really smart selection there. Um, so. We have a little bit of time as we go. Uh, we are at the 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 11.08 at the moment. Um, Chris Olave has gone off the board. Curtis Samuel off the board before that. Um, I'm pretty happy now with how things are starting to to play out in terms of overall construction. Um, obviously, we only have the two running backs so far. Sean, you mentioned some of the running back values that we were kind of looking at or some of the targets we were looking at that, you know, those dried up for us, um, you know, pretty early um but what are your thoughts is there any running backs or, or wide receivers here that you really like from maybe round 12 through 14 here as we move forward well travis may was fantastic on ot this last week as always and one of the guys that he mentioned kyron williams somebody who is going to catch a lot of passes and if he ends up in a spot as a rookie where that opportunity exists and it looks like he's starting to rise in these mock drafts we know that the mock drafts are reflecting to an extent what people are hearing from the NFL decision makers, where they think those guys are going to go. I mean, if he ends up being a third round pick, I think he's going to be a useful player in fantasy right away. Then we have White, who is probably Travis's favorite. You have someone like Jerick McKinnon, who I think could very easily end up back in that same role in Kansas City. And, you know, we don't have to pay very much to find that out. If another team pulls him away to try and get that same type of role from him, then maybe it's not as explosive as it would be with the Chiefs. But again, you're looking at someone who's signed specifically to do something that brings fantasy value. I like him. Ronald Jones, there's never a bad time to take Ronald Jones. We know that uh, Tyler Algier is another guy who could easily be sort of that uh, David Montgomery, Zach Moss, 
you know, type of player. And we look at it and say, well, Zach Moss has been a huge bust, but David Montgomery has come through with that. You're looking at someone who has a profile to where maybe you're getting more low value touches than you want. And especially if that player is a rookie, then that mix isn't great. But again, I mean, the price is going to be very good. And if things play out perfectly, you know, we're talking about guys who could take, you know, four or five round jumps. Another one here, and I hate to even mention it because, again, it's not the pick I really want. I do think that Rob Gronkowski is going to retire, but given who our first two tight ends are, you know, that would be somebody that we might be looking at a little bit, you know, Gerald Everett again, somebody who could end up signing with a team that wants to use him a little bit more. Unfortunately, we're probably looking at making another pick at that position. Zach, which of the players here are you – really focused in on i mean i'm not against taking another wide receiver because obviously i you say obviously you never know for sure you could be extremely favorable in terms of or fortunate in terms of who you hit on late and get all of that late round running back production but it does look like our flex points are going to come through the wide receiver spot we don't want to necessarily avoid that if there's a clear value at that position either yeah i mean Right now, it's, I, I think that we're looking at a couple different wide receivers who we're not quite certain what their roles are going to be, um, you know, for, for a number of reasons. You got someone like LaVisca Chenault on the board where he hasn't really given us much in the first two years. Russell Gage, correct me if I'm wrong here, I believe he is a free agent heading into this year. I, I may be wrong on that one. The one that's standing out to me is actually Michael Gallup. If we want to look at wide receivers here, a lot of people talk about Michael Gallup as a potential wide receiver one on like a pro team, obviously. I don't think anyone thinks he's going to be a fantasy wide receiver one, but a guy who could perhaps serve as a team's lead receiver, or even a very solid number two. And Gallup is a free agent, if I if I am correct on this. And I think that there's a possibility that he gets away from Dallas, maybe signs a really good deal somewhere, and he ends up being someone who is one of these players who, again, we're talking about early season drafting, looking for guys who we think could rise in values, Assuming I'm not wrong here, I'm going to stop talking so someone can tell me if I am or not. And Michael Gallup is actually a free agent heading into this offseason. I think going somewhere like taking him here at what would be the what the 12-11 we're on the clock now, I think could be a, a very nice pick here for um, you know for our what's this our seventh wide receiver off the. My fear with Gallup is just coming back off the injury. Um, I, I agree with everything you said, but um, injured late in the season. Um, a player, Sean, I would be interested in here too would be Jarvis Landry. Um, never can have too much Jarvis Landry. I agree with Chenault, and last year was the extremely disappointing. But I do think a lot of that as well, like with how much things went wrong with Urban Meyer. Um, I still would hold out some hope, and we're you know getting basically a seven round discount from where he was going this time last year. So, Sean, any of those players? Or are we are we looking at the running backs at, at this pick? Um, I don't know. I don't think I can take Landry. I've got that not touchdown seared into my memory <laughs> Just forever. Etched into it, your brain. Are, is Williams someone that you guys would be okay with taking at this spot? Yep. Sean, I know it's etched into your mind, but the redemption story could be gets us to point number two last year, but takes us over the edge this year and wins wins this tournament for us. That's true. That's I true. forgot Good about point. this. I, Good point. I remember I was like watching it literally just on behalf of, of, of you guys and knowing that Rota was in the tournament. And I, I remember Colin telling me what you guys needed. And when I saw that play happen, I was just – I was like, my goodness. I knew Colin was awake. I probably messaged him, but that's – we, we can pass on him, although I, I do like the idea of a redemption story for you all, and if I get to be a part of that, even cooler. So, We always say, Sean, you know, that you know 
take kind of the emotion out of it and and things like that but you know when there's a hundred grand on the line <laughs> it's hard to take the emotion out of it um when we when we looked in sean we are back on the clock we did go running back with the the rookie we have two rookie running backs at this point are we pairing it up with a third rookie running back i think the rest of the rookies are probably going to make it back around to us and that was one of the things with Williams, I don't think that he was going to. The other player that we're looking at here, and again, uh, you know, I've always mentioned if we have a clear cut pick at a different position, we should not force a running back. We never want to force a position that we're lighter at, but we are lighter at running back here still. And McKinnon would be the guy who is not going to make it back from this group. So if we like him, this would be the time to take him. Uh, Zach, you're again, you're you're the guest. You get to make the final call on this pick. I'm not particularly high on McKinnon. We got we got 10 seconds left here. It would still be Gallup for me, but if we want to go with McKinnon, I'll, I'll take your guys' word for it. Who do we go with? We went with Gallup. All right, yeah. I'd, and, and, you know, having a chance to possibly exceed somewhere else where there's maybe a little less competition for targets. I like our wide receiver room. I think it's very strong, so I went with him. So we're going to leave it there as we finish uh, the 13th round pick. We have drafted Michael Gallup at the 1302. I know Zach has some thoughts to, you know, question in with Sean around Jared McKinnon and his thoughts on, on what maybe the reason that we maybe would have uh, diverted and went for that pick over Gallup was. Um, so we will pick that up in the third show as we get ready to wrap up down the home stretch off the draft. It will be those late round picks and if you're a longtime subscriber, a longtime listener to the podcast, you'll know Sean Siegel excels in those lit rounds uh, as we head to try and uh, bring down this tournament, win that top prize of $25,000. We will be uh, finishing up our draft on the next episode. If you're listening to this on the Road of His Best Ball podcast, head on over, hit that subscribe button, make sure you get all the episodes because episode three is going to be coming your way tomorrow. If you're listening to these as they come out, that will be on Wednesday and they'll be dropping asap each and every time and the recap episode will be dropping the following day and if you're listening to this in, in hindsight after they have all dropped you can just head back click the button follow on listen along see how the draft plays out so we will be moving forward but it is a brand new podcast feed up on road of his i mentioned that this is a crossover with the road of his overtime podcast and the road of his best ball podcast click that subscribe button on the road of his best ball podcast i would appreciate that immensely if you use YouTube as well, we do now have a Road of His YouTube channel. We're posting a lot of our videos over there as well. So you can head on over, click subscribe there. We would also appreciate that a lot. We mentioned some of the tools on today's show during the draft. You'll be able to get access to all of them and all the articles and content up on roadofhis.com with a Road of His NFL pass. If you want to subscribe and save yourself 10% as a podcast listener, you can get that discount code. And I'm going to give it to you right now. Are you ready for this? It's Road of His Radio 2021 at checkout gets you 10% off a road of his NFL pass and gets, and gets you all the access to all of that content up on the website and all the tools that we talked about for best ball success. Don't miss out on that. And of course, we're going to be back with part three coming your way ASAP. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast feed. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host is Sean Siegel. And of course, today we are also co-hosted by my good buddy, Zach Kruger. Make sure you're checking Zach out on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. Until we're back with another show, have a good one.